Hello and welcome. This is Dr. Tully for a very quick, we wouldn't even call this a podcast, but this is me helping you out with a study guide. So I want you to go on Moodle right now and uh, look over that study guide. Hopefully you've already looked at it. Uh, if you've had me before for an upper level class, this format should be very, very usual for you. Uh, I'm keeping the same format for this, except you're not going to have a blue book and do it in two hours. You're actually going to have a couple days. So because it's going to be a couple days, I'm expecting a lot more polish. Um, it's going to have to be in very good shape. You know, take longer on this as you do for the normal weekly responses. Uh, this is major stuff. Uh, the first thing is the ID. Uh, they're... It's, this is going to be 50 points. The uh, final in its entirety is 150 points. Uh, 50 points of this is the IDs. Uh, there are 20 terms listed. They should be pretty self-explanatory. 10 of these are going to be on the final. You're going to have to write paragraphs about five of them. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, make it very strong paragraphs, not just like a little paragraph. You know, if you have to ask how long is a paragraph, you're missing the point. Looking for pretty substantial analysis here. Uh, you know, ID them, make sure you know what they are. I mean, clearly because you have the internet and you can Google them, you should be able to know what to do. But put them in context. I'm looking for more context with these ID terms than I typically do during my final exams. Now, the main reason I'm recording this is because of the essays. You'll see for longer essay, there are six possible essays. For shorter essay, there are three possible essays. Uh, you're going to have to write about one of each. Uh, four of them are going to be on the exam. Sorry, three of them are going to be on the exam. Uh, you're going to have to write on one of them. I haven't chosen what three yet. Uh, I do that by random you know, numbers. Same thing for all this. Uh, basically, for the longer essay, I'm looking for a good seven to nine paragraphs. We're talking, you know, two or three pages here if you don't fiddle around with stuff. I'm looking substantial. This should be about one and a half of your usual uh, weekly responses. This needs to be a substantial essay here. Uh, like I said, uh, the first one has to do with presidents. Uh, I'm pretty much each one of these is kind of thematic. So the first one has to do with presidents on the Cold War. That should not become as a surprise. Cold is a pretty big deal. Uh, I want you to compare and contrast uh, four different U.S. presidents and how they basically engage with the Cold War. Uh, this is not just like, you know, Jimmy Carter did this, next paragraph. Richard Nixon does this, next paragraph. Dwight Eisenhower does this. Not what I'm looking for here. This is not just describing the various presidents. I want you to go more into, like, the psychology of it, the philosophy of it, what sort of rhetoric of it. You know, how are their philosophies manifesting in the way they treat with the Russians? This is not just talk about one president for a paragraph and then never mention him again. We, you want to you talk about, like, what sort of rhetoric is more dominant? You know, talk about this sort of stuff. Now, if you don't know who's a Cold War president, that's Truman through uh, George H.W. Bush. So, for instance, don't include, like, Bill Clinton or Barack Obama for the Cold War. Uh, question number two, how did the specter of the Cold War impact U.S. culture and society at different points from 1945 to 1991? Uh, this is just kind of an overview of the Cold War. You know, how does the U.S. Uh, population deal with existential dread that comes about from the possibility of nuclear annihilation? Uh, give specific examples from at least three different decades of how Americans uh, reacted to the Cold War. Were certain groups highlighted or scapegoated in the place of a larger threat? This is kind of broad. I want you to talk about society. Talk about culture. 
you know, you don't have to talk too much about the presidents. In fact, I'd rather you not talk too much about politics unless you're just talking about how, like, political movements manifest. This is your chance to go whole hog on, you know, Cold War society at different points of the decades. You know, this is not just like, the 1950s were like this, but the 1970s were like such and such. Really get into the concepts. Really get into the philosophies. Remember, I'm expecting a lot more context and a lot more argument from this than I typically do. Uh, three, how has the United States and its position in the world changed since the end of the Cold War? Is it truly the end of history? What sort of issues have taken up the vacuum where the Cold War used to reside? Talk extensively of U.S. developments from the dilution of the USSR to modern day, including most foreign and domestic issues. Once again, this is not just like, hey, tell me the history of the U.S. since, uh, you know, the Cold War ended. That'd pretty much be the last couple of podcasts. Not what I'm looking for here. I'm looking for basically, like, how has this all changed? What sort of things take its, um, its space? Remember that concept of the end of history? The idea that, you know, the U.S. has solved this great crisis that's been going on since the beginning of mankind, this great conflict, and now we have to figure out what's going to be our guiding force. Uh, all three of those have to do with Cold War. Remember, not all these questions may be... Oh, not... Ah, not all these questions will be on the final, but considering how many have to do with the Cold War, I think it'd be okay if you studied the Cold War, maybe reread Gaddis a little bit. Uh, question four has to do with the Civil Rights Movement. Uh, the Civil Rights Movement was a major hallmark of the U.S. from 1945 to present. What were the guiding philosophies of the movement? What sort of gains and setbacks did they have? Can the Civil Rights Movement be considered to be an unmitigated success? How did Civil Rights impact the lives of not just African Americans, but other people as well? Um... This one's pretty straightforward. Talk about the Civil Rights Movement. This is not just I'm asking for a history of the Civil Rights Movement. I mean, I was the one who gave you that in the first place. Get into the philosophies of it. Get into the analysis. Get in... This is not even... This isn't necessarily a narrative. I just want you to get into kind of the concepts behind this. Uh, five. The period from 1945 to present has been characterized as the fall of post-war liberalism and the rise of a new right... Does the historical record match the descriptive? What forces caused the rise of conservative politicians as a Ronald Reagan? Did the personalities of politicians change the population? Or were the attitudes inherent in the American people that caused such politicians to come into power? The main question you want to focus on in that one is the last one. You know, the idea that where is this conservative coming from? Is it something that is coming from outside the American population or something within? You know, does Ronald Reagan become a, you know, a force? Does he change the American population? Or does the American population make it so that a politician such as Reagan is going to come into play? Uh, really focus upon that. That's another pretty solid question. Uh, overview of the class. You could even get into post-war liberalism. Uh, I, would, I would recommend getting into post-war liberalism to kind of say what it's um, contrasting against. Uh, the final one has to do with Watergate. Watergate changed the perception of the federal government and it's had immense impact on politics since. Discuss the lingering legacy of the break-in and cover-up. Howard Malay's and Jadenis Hallmark's American Society following 1972. Do you think Watergate was the cause of a new disenchantment among the U.S. population or did it just reinfer old stereotypes and prejudices? Uh, provide extensive evidence. This one I'm looking for the most amount of evidence. This one I want you to give particulars, give specifics. You know, you can talk about how the U.S. Uh, population like likes or dislikes the American uh, government, the federal government. You know, get into this idea, is there a disenchantment that happens because of Watergate? Uh, you might even say that this ties into the other question about conservatism. It kind of does, because you could argue that conservatism comes about because of Watergate. As I said, all these are going to be fairly long. I'm looking for you to have fairly long 
seven to nine uh, paragraphs. You know, if you want to go longer, I mean, don't write like 50 pages. But, uh, you know, if you want to go a little bit longer, I'm okay with that. You're going to have several days to work upon this. And I know you have other classes you're trying to study for, but really take your time on this. Uh, this essay is worth the most. It's worth 60 points. So that's more than pretty much everything else. Uh, the final thing is a shorter essay. Okay, I want you to build an argument for the shorter essays. This one is not as dependent upon facts and evidence. I mean, this is not to say be free of facts and evidence. You just can't make crap up. But this is more your argument. This is almost purely analysis. Uh, this is five to six paragraphs, so about as long as your normal weekly responses. Uh, also, have an intro conclusion. Uh, here we go. For the first, uh, oh, sorry, for the shorter essays, two of these are going to be on the final, and you're going to have to write about one of them. So, uh, for instance, the first question has to do with uh, the guiding forces, the guiding things. Remember I said that this class kind of has three, and then I kind of switched it to four main guiding principles. The Cold War, civil rights, uh, the fall of post-war liberalism, and the rise of the new right conservatism, and technology. But you might think, you know what, there's something else that needs to be the guiding force. What is the guiding force behind the period from 1945 to present? Now's your chance to do it. I want you to say what it is, provide evidence, show how this is evident you know, throughout the scope of the course. Uh, if you pick this one, it can't just overlap with the other ones. I mean, there might be a little overlap, but don't just be like, you know, I think the fall of Russia is another Cold War, as another element. No, you're just talking about the Cold War. Or just like, you know, civil rights. Here, here's why civil rights is super important. You need to make up a different guiding principle. Uh, I'm not going to give you any examples because I don't want to influence you. But that's pretty much what you're looking at. Uh, number two has to do with technology. I will admit, I did not talk about as much in technology in this class. We just kind of ran out of time. Uh, you might think, oh, Tully, you should have talked more about technology. Okay, rectify it. Uh, talk about how 1945 to present was greatly impacted by technology. You know, go just into the analysis of it. Go into philosophies of it. Don't just say what they are. Just show how they have an impact. Uh, the final one, it has to do with um, the little video clips and stuff I gave you. I gave you snippets of speeches, uh, video clips, stuff like that. You might have found them uh, lacking, okay? You might have found them lacking. So now's your chance to bring in your own stuff. Maybe you saw something, maybe you read about something that you know, you're like, you know what, that could be a very interesting uh, way to embody this time period. Uh, for instance, I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, I almost assigned the book Watchmen. Uh, the book Watchmen is of the time period, it talks about the Cold War a little bit. I could write a fairly good essay about how that could be a good part of, you know, understanding this time period. It's a good piece of little pop culture. A good, it's a good little piece of culture to understand. Now, as I said, this is not just here's a list of movies from the 80s, all right? Don't just do that. Don't be like, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a kick-ass film because Indiana Jones is fun. Like, no, get, go deeper in that, all right? Show the concepts behind it. Show how they relate. Uh, either provide examples for five different decades. That's If you do five different decades, make sure you go great into great detail, like great detail about that piece of evidence. So, for instance, let's say, all right, another fun one, I guess. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Night of the Living Dead comes out in the 60s. Some say it's an argument for, like, anti-communist stuff. Let's say you do that. Don't just say what the movie is. Sh say how it has relevance, all right? Do not just describe the movie. 
Or, however, if you don't want to do five different decades, do three major concepts. Uh, for the major concepts, that's like, you know, the Cold War, Civil Rights, uh, New Right Conservatism, or Technology. And just really get into, you know, provide multiple examples for each one of those, but really get into the concepts behind this. This is your analytical one. This is the one where I want you to show me your analysis. I want you to wow me with your knowledge of outside information. That's what I'm looking for here. And this is the essay where you have the most fun, you know? Um, the longer essay is a little bit more straight-laced, even though you are, you know, providing your own argument. Um, for the second essay, for any of them, you can get a little wacky. You can get wacky. I mean, if you want to go talk about technology, if, if uh, essay two is on there, and if you're like, Tully, technology is important, and I'm going to talk about why, you know, Super Mario Brothers is the thing you got to talk about. Okay, cool. You got to provide me a bunch of evidence. You got to provide me like a bunch of uh, analysis and the nitty gritty and how it ex uh, you know, exemplifies all these other things. But I'll actually allow it. You know, I'm giving you a lot of leeway for this one. So for that, this is Dr. Tully. Uh, yeah. So that should about do it. If you have any issues, make sure you email me. Uh, the final exam is going to be posted on Moodle on May 4th. So on May 4th, I'm going to post the final exam. It's going to look very similar to the study guide. It's just going to be lessened. In fact, I might even remove the study guide from Moodle just so you don't get confused. So with that, uh, if you have any questions, like I said, please email me. I uh, look forward to this. Uh, have fun with it. Y'all been a good class. Talk to you later. Bye.